cook. So um, yeah, that was weird. Just come out from nowhere there. All right. So um, if you uh, if you're new here, my name is Tagudi Jaya. I'm the youth pastor here, and uh, today I'm gonna start with a question. Are you ready? You guys, this is not it's not a rhetorical question. I want you guys to answer it. All right. So, what is the scariest thing that you are scared of? Hold on. Uh, let, me start me, let me start with me first, okay? You guys probably not going to believe this. As manly and as buff I am, I look like, okay? Um, I have one weakness in this world. Chickens. And geese and ducks. Because I believe myself... You know, in Revelation, they say the dragons coming out from the ground. I believe they're chickens because the demons spawn. So, I'm not scared of like little birds or, you know, just like flying around. I'm not scared of that. I'm talking about rooster that charge after you and I'm talking about geese in the park that are coming after you, uh, an ostrich. No, I, I'll, I'll fight a lion. I literally would fight a lion with my bare hands not chicken. I would scream like a little girl. Becky see this before. Like, they tried to make fun of me. They bring a, like a pet chicken and they bring it to me. I just scream and lock myself in the bathroom. So that's me. How about you guys? Snakes? Snakes? Spiders? I don't know. I'd rather fight a big spider than a chicken. I'm just saying. What else do you guys? Snake, chicken, and spiders. What else do you guys? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, anybody else? That was funny. That was a good one. Anybody else? Nobody? Okay. So, um, yeah. All that stuff. Scary, right? So, all, but all that stuff that we're scared of, just temporary. It's just in this world. At the end of the world... They will be gone, and um, especially chicken. Thank, thank goodness for that, because they're evil. So, yeah. Um, even though in in that tem- in this temporary world we scare of something, which is normal, right? We're human. We are, of course, we can. It's it, it just normal. It's a it's a it's a just a normal human personality that we have. But there is a scary thing in the Bible that we need to know, that we need to um, get to know about it. I'm going to go, today I'm going to go from the scary thing that the Bible mentioned to the scariest thing the Bible mentioned, all right? So let's start with the scary thing. For me, the scary thing that the Bible mentioned is living without God, living without Jesus, living without hope of Jesus. Like, I don't know what it is, but when I wasn't a Christian, when I was little, when I was like, Kids, I remember, like, I think of myself, it's like, why do I live in this world? What is the purpose on this world, right? Some people say 42. I'm like, okay, whatever. But it is, it's not, there's no hope without Jesus in this world. There's no, um, there's nothing you look forward for. That's, um, but when I find Jesus, when I decided to get baptized and to live my life for Jesus, it's the Bible said, we live to this world to glorify God, to whatever we do to glorify God. In Philippians 1, 21, Paul said this, For to me, to life is Christ, and to die is gain. 
So if you don't know who Paul is, we need to go back a little bit in his past. Paul was Saul, right? He was, his purpose in his life was to kill Christian. Like literally, they're going to find Christian people. Well, during that time, they call it Christian. They, that time, they f- call it uh, the follower of light, and which is Jesus. They're going to find them where they met. They take them and they kill them. Some of them believe that uh, Stephen, you guys know Stephen, the first martyr of Christian. Some, some believe that Paul was the one who pulled the trigger. Paul was the one that's like, kill him. But that's all changed when Saul going to Damascus and Jesus revealed himself. And he was blind for three days and he decided to get baptized. And his life changed from killing Christians, Jesus' follower, then he become Paul who put his life on the line for Christ. He has a better purpose in his life. And that's why he said, for to me, to life is Christ and to die is gain. See, it's, it's for him to die for Christ is a good news. To die for Christ is to be with Christ. But when, as long as we live in this world, he said that we need to live for Christ. I think if you look back, it's gonna be, it's gonna scare him that he was living for destroying Christian. He's not living for Christ. He has no hope living there. Same with me. It's scary for me to think just now to look back and said, what would I do? What would I live? What would I do? And what would I living for if I don't know Christ? It's scary for me to think about that because I said there's nothing to look for. There's nothing to hope for. It just scary world right that as scary as it is living without christ there's a scarier thing we're gonna go to scarier thing okay there's a in the bible said there's nothing scarier to not go to heaven because we chose to abandon our faith we we chose to live away our faith so you're gonna say together are you saying we're uh, going we could lose our salvation. Are you saying that we can't being baptized and go to church and you know living your life is not good enough to go to heaven? Is not? Are you saying that we're gonna lose our salvation? I thought just living and get baptized is good enough. Well, it's a lot of people believe in a lot of stuff and that. But let's go to Hebrews six four to eight with me. It's the next chat, or the next thing. So Hebrews six four to eight. It say, for it is impossible in the case of those who have once been enlightened and tasted the heavenly gift and have been made partakers of the Holy Spirit and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the age to come, and then have fallen away to restore them again to repentance, since they gain crucified to themselves the Son of God. And put him to open shame, for ground that drinks the rain which open falls on it, to, and produce vegetation useful to those who, for whose sake it is also tilled, and receive a blessing of God from God. But if it yields thorns and thistle, it is worthless and close to being cursed, cursed, and it ends up being burnt. So it, this verse is started with. It is impossible. This verse, it started that impossible means 
never gonna happen. It's, it will never happen. Okay, so it, it's it's impossible mean that it's not it's not it's not gonna happen. So it is impossible that we don't believe in that if we don't believe in Christ anymore. In anymore, it's impossible for us to go to heaven. It's impossible to go there by ourselves. But I'm not saying like Tegu. So you're saying that we can't do anything about it. I'm not saying that we are Christian right now, right? We go outside and sin. That doesn't mean that's the cutoff. That doesn't mean that's what it is. Because we're all human. We all sin. We all need Jesus. And what I'm saying is that if we go out there and we, we're living our life in Christian life, we, feel, we experience God, we love God, we, we do everything for God, and then one day, not in season of your life, bad thing happens to you, and you chose, you decided to tell people that what I believe about Jesus is fake. I don't believe in that anymore. That you slide it off, and you just chose not to believe in it. And you go out there and talk about that Jesus is not real. That's when you chose not to be safe with Christ. And, and it also mentioned in the in the first eight, actually, it said thorn and thistle, right? That's remind me to the, the parable of the sowers, the, the, the Matthew 13, 1 to 9. I know you guys, Crane, go through you with that, with all this stuff in the past, in a few weeks ago. And if we read it, it said, And he told them many things in parables, saying, Behold, the sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seeds fell beside the road, and the birds came and ate them up. Others fell on the rocky places where they did not have much soil. And they sprang up immediately because they have no depth of the soil. But after the sun rose, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they withered away. Others fell among the thorns, and the thorns com- came up and choked them up. But others fell on the good soil and yielded a crop. Some of hundred, some sixty, some thirty as much. The one who have ear, let him hear. I feel like, I feel like coincidence, right? In the first eight, you say thorn and thistle. But here Jesus say about a thorny soil. Is it a coincidence? I don't think so. Because if you know this parable, if you keep reading it, Peter and the disciples said, Whoa, Jesus, what does this mean? So Jesus explained it to them. Listen then to the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. The one sown with seed on the rocky places, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no firm root in himself, but it's only temporary. And when affliction or persecution occurs because of the word, immediately he falls away. And the one sown with the seed among the thorn, this is the one who, heard, who hears the word and the anxiety of the world and the deceitfulness of wealth choked the world, the word, and it became unfruitful. But then the sown with seed, the good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understand it, who indeed bears fruit and produces some a hundred, some sixty, and some thirty times as much. So here's Jesus saying, we are the word, we, if we hear the word of God and we experience God in our life and that bad thing happens in our life, I don't know what it is. 
we have all different from um, financial to death of person when that bad thing happened in our life and we if we fall away if we chose to not trust in Jesus in that season of our life it's and then we die the next day we're not going to heaven because we chose to not follow Jesus but I also believe as long as we breathing as long as we have our breath in our lungs if we fall away we still can repent because this is all Jesus about second chances forgiveness and God and he is the God of the living he's not the God of death he beat death so we can live in him but that's what I think as long as we repent in our life we can always go back to Jesus with the arm wide open and he will accept you so um, I'm gonna go to the hard part of this that there are some Christian public figures that I know and I used to respect and I love them so much about him and I, I heard them renounce their faith and I believe this is what the Hebrew 6 talking about you might you might know some of it you might not know all of them you might know all of them but let's start I'm gonna put five of them there's a YouTube influencers called Red and Link they were a mythical um, mythical morning they no, like in the YouTube they're famous I the first time I know them from the youth group um, when I was helping the youth minister doing the his their song they were doing this silly song and they even do this the Bible song to help kids memorize the Bible so I was like, oh it's they're cool so I start watching it and they got famous they got all that stuff and then if, I think last year they deconstructing their faith it was a big deal last year that is contracting their faith so at the end rat and ling rat is a hopeful agnostic and ling is an agnostic who want to be helpful that's mean that they believe there's a higher power out there there's belief somebody create the world but they don't think it's God maybe it's God maybe no they want to be hopeful there's something out there and John Steingart he was a lead singer of Christian rock band uh, Hawk Nelson have you guys heard Hawk Nelson in the past before there was famous there was everywhere and John Steingart was a he is a preacher's son he is famous he's singing worship song he um, do concert everywhere for Christian they he glorifying God in his song but then he become atheist he doesn't want to believe in Christ anymore it's sad and this is the one that hurt me the most K Max Kevin Max do you guys know who that is do you guys know Toby Mac and Michael Tate yes. there were K Max Toby Mac Michael Tate was in the group called DC talk they were famous they were everywhere I love them so much I even tell Becky we're gonna go to their reunion in their yacht in like a Christian yacht thing and DC talk was there and the news boys were there Toby back I'm like we're gonna go there sometimes and then last year actually no a few months ago he said that he doesn't believe in Christ anymore he become universalism if you don't know what universalism is if they don't believe that Jesus is the only way they still believe Jesus exists they still believe God is there but Jesus is not the only way to heaven 
as long as you love somebody, as long as you do good thing, then you can go to heaven. It hurt me. I was like, it hurt me because I want to watch DC Talk. That's all about it. Because DC Talk was awesome. But if you guys ever go to Toby Mac concert, it's going to be like three times than that. But they're not going to do reunion because K-Mac's not Christian anymore. They don't believe in Christ anymore. And Mar- Mar- Marty Sampson, he's a Hillsong pastor. He's a singer. Do you guys know who Hillsong is? He's a Hillsong singer. He creates song for Hillsong. And then he renounced his faith. I can't say anything else more than that. And Rob Bell. You guys, how many of you guys know Rob Bell? He's a preacher. He started, uh, what is it? A, church, a mega church. It's a Mars Hill Bible Church in Michigan. When, he was un, when they was under his leadership, it was one, he's growing. It became a mega church. And he has a biblical series called NUMA. It was a good series. Our Bible college used it my freshman year. And then he wrote this book called Love Wins. So basically said, if you love people, God wouldn't send you to hell. There is no hell if you love people. Because Christ doesn't want to send people to hell, no matter what it is. Once you believe in Christ, you go to heaven. And then I was like, okay, I give him a you know, benefit of the doubt about it. And then a few months later after that, he went to Oprah. And Oprah interviewed him. And then he said, and Oprah asked him, I remember this because I see it. Oprah asked him like, so do you think Jesus is the only way to heaven? And he answered, his answer is no. Jesus was not the only, one, the only way to heaven. I was like, man, I respect the Rob Bell. He was good. He was we learn about, we, we read his stuff. It was good. But now, he becomes universalism. The, it, this, I think, like I said, I believe this is what Romans 6, 4, 8. They tasted, they experienced God, and God showed them. And then they walk away. But again, I still believe, I will pray, and I will have put my faith in Christ so they can turn around and repent to go back to God. Because I want to see them in heaven. Because they're just good, especially K-Max. It's, I want him to go back to become Christian so I can watch DC Talk Reunion. That's it. But that's, that's scarier. That's scarier than living without hope in Christ, right? But... There is a scarier than that. I call this the scariest verse in the Bible. I, I built this momentum to this time for the youth group, especially Carter, because Carter like, I want to know what's the scariest verse in the Bible. I'm like, wait for my preaching. That's what I said. And um, so he was, he was like so happy that he's going to be here instead of the helping the kingdom kids. So the scariest of the, ver- the verse of the Bible, when I read it the first time, I read it, and I was like, Literally, I have goosebumps everywhere. Literally, I was like, oh no. What if this happened to me? It's, if you guys have your Bible, go to Matthew 7, 21 to 23. Not everyone who says to me, this is what Jesus said. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven 
will enter will enter many will say to me on that day lord lord will did we not prophesy in your name and in your name cast out demons and in your name perform many miracles and then i will declare to them depart from me i never knew you you evil doers that's the scariest for me let's read that again okay verse 23 and then i will declare to them depart from me i never knew you you evil doers this is not in this earth this is this is the, the end of the world this is I don't know, when we die, this is when we met Jesus and we are strutting ourselves up there to Jesus, like, hey, Jesus, I'm awesome, right? And Jesus said, no, depart from me, you evildoer. You can't do anything else. It's, it's scary to me. It's, I think when Jesus said this to them, it's because people out there that are doing stuff for, they say for Jesus, but they don't really do stuff for Jesus. They do it for themselves. If you don't, well, we don't do... We don't cast out demon here, right? We don't do, um, we don't prophesy anymore. Let's make it personal. Can we make it personal on this? Let's do make it personal. Lord, Lord, I'm talking to myself too about this, okay? Let's make it personal. Lord, Lord, do we not support missionary, go to church, tithe, help with the church, volunteer for the church, and go mission trip in your name? And Jesus said, then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you evildoer. See, when we do mission, when you do stuff, we do it not for us. We do it for, to glorify God. Like Sheila said, it, the diamond willow, just, they tell them about Jesus. That's glorifying God. But there is some people out there, there's some people out there that do all this stuff so they can be known in the church. So they can say, oh, look at Tegu. He's a good guy. He's there every time we need something, right? They need, when the church needs to mow, he's there. When the church needs this, he's there. There's some people do that so they can be known, but not for Jesus. And when I, when I prepared this, I was like, this just remind me something in the book of Acts. Acts 19. I think it's kind of funny. It's the seventh son of Sceva. Now there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish, pre, a Jewish chief priest doing this. This is when uh, Paul go around casting demons in Jesus' name and all the demons run away because of Paul and because God using Paul to glorify God, right? So there were seven sons of Sceva, the Jewish priest, doing this. But the evil spirit responded to them, I would recognize Jesus and I know of Paul, but who are you? The man in whom was in the evil spirit pounced, them, pounced on them and subdued all of them and overpowered them. So that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. If you read before that, they try to mimic Paul by saying, I cast you demon in the name of Jesus that Paul preached. Instead of, I, instead of their saying, I cast you out in the name of Jesus, he, they said, I cast you out in the name of Jesus that Paul have preached. So they're doing this for themselves. They're doing this so people know that they cast out demon in the name of Jesus. But they want people to know that they did it, not Jesus. Not to glorify God, but for themselves. So, yeah, we know we, our salvation 
our salvation not based on our work. It's faith is based on Jesus' mercy and grace. And then Jesus died on the cross, right? So how do we how do we not feel how do we not hear that Jesus word that say, Depart from me an evildoer? If you go back to Matthew seven twenty one, it said, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven will enter it. Those who does the will of the Father of my Father in heaven. What is that will of God that entrusted to Jesus that Jesus wants us to do? Great commission. It's a great commission. You guys know great commission, right? If you know great commission, yeah, if you let's look at Matthew twenty eight, eighteen to twenty. And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore, make disciple of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to follow all that I commanded you. Behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So God's will for us is to go baptize people in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And teaching them to follow all that I commanded you. And in some versions say, teaching them to obey all I have teach you. So that's what God wants us to do. To go into all the world. Where, where is into all the world? Everywhere. Wherever you are at. Teach them about Jesus. Tell them about Jesus. The mission week is tell them about Jesus. We do that to glorify God. When we do that, and we teach them to follow and obey God's teaching. We're glorifying God. Then, at the end, and that day, in that day, God will say, "Well done, well done, good and faithful servant." And there's one more verse that I'm going to share with you guys. It's a First Corinthians ten ten thirty one. Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all things. For the glory of God. Do all things. Whatever you do. Not just the churchy stuff. But everything you do. Do all things for the glory of God. When we glorify God. He will glorify us. If we acknowledge God. In the name, uh, if we acknowledge God. He will acknowledge us. Then we won't hear that. Scariest verse in the Bible. So we won't hear that. To depart from him evildoer. So, but we will hear, well done, good and faithful servant. So, let's pray and um, worship to come over here. Dear God, um, thank you for uh, your sacrifice. Thank you for uh, giving us the free will, free choices to stay strong in you, to keep our faith in you, God, no matter what happened. And God, um, help us to glorify you in everything we do. And because we don't want to hear you say, tell us to depart from you, God. And God, be uh, I'm going to pray for each one of us here, again, to glorify you in whatever we do, to uh, teach your name, teach your teaching, and um, so they, everybody can see Jesus through us, God. And in the name of your Son, we pray. Amen.